Alrighty then. And we're back. And better than ever. Amen. 11 out of 11 streams of the blood of the cross. Blood streams. We do live streaming of living blood through living blood streams. The internet's just our vessels, our veins, and our arteries. Welcome to the glory realms of the cross. Been here for years. How's it tasting out there? All righty then. Oh, yeah, God bless you. Oh, hallelujah. We're professional about Gethsemane, Calvary, and the cross. That's all that matters. <laughs> just delete that last one but you know what there was some good stuff on that last one but a couple blood streams didn't get it you want to make sure all the veins of the whole body of Christ are filled with fresh blood amen not just Facebook also YouTube glory <laughs> loving the blood press is that in spice of his anointing oil into our bloodstream tonight? He's intoxicating and mixing our blood with his fragrant oils of the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Gethsemane. These are the most precious revelations in existence, and I just hope that you can apply them to your life and produce great wine. The Father is a vine dresser, it means he's a vintner. The Father is a vintner. The Father is a winemaker. The word vine dresser can also be translated winemaker. Remember, John's talking about in his gospel the wine vine in the context of the Father being a vine dresser. What is that? It's all about the blood. The wine is the blood. The Father is a winemaker of human blood. And so, religion steals your blood and causes the fallen angels to be drunk on the blood of the saints. You know that? That's what we've all been dealing with. Praise God. That's not the kind of vine dressing of God the Father, that's for sure. So, God sent His Son to die on the cross in order to make wine out of the nation's blood. That's how big of a drinker he is. He counted the cost. He's like, yeah, it's going to cost me my son, but I'm salivating just thinking of the nation's blood. You want to get into the head of God the Father? You just did. That's so sick. Who would give their only child the cross and then everyone that follows him gets a death instrument, a death tool? The vintner. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you don't have to make wine. Go out there and do whatever you want. But if you want to be a son and daughter of God, it's all about producing wine. Producing blood that intoxicates the Father, therefore, really intoxicates the angels, too. You'd be surprised. The angels are like, oh my gosh. Blinded. Like Everclear. Like moonshine. <laughs> 
It makes the moonshine so good. Blinds the moonshine makers. Once in a blue moon. <laughs> you know, yesterday was a blue moon. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's good. Thank you, Father. Love you, Jesus. Bless you guys. It's good to be here. In the greater glory. What is a greater glory? A greater blood press. So all the mysteries of producing the glory of God through your hearts are unveiled this season in the blood realms. Watering the roots, we had the water season. Fire is the light upon the leaves, photosynthesis, for the fruit of the grapes to grow in every cell of your flesh, head to toes. And now we're coming into the harvest, and the harvest is actually all about people producing the glory of God through their blood. I looked and, and saw that the heads were white for the harvest and send out laborers lord of the harvest what does it mean people that know how to make wine all the other filthy religion can just burn in hell because <laughs> it doesn't intoxicate god or man and most people say keep your crucifix away from me it doesn't give me spicier wine it doesn't glorify my life and is it about enjoyment it's about the father's enjoyment not yours, not mine. A lot of times we go through suffering by the removal of our sinful nature only for the Father. If we suffer for God the Father, then we are real Christians. Oh, God wouldn't have... Are you? Have you ever read the Bible? Suffering is the pressure of the external things that are testing your blood, testing your wine. Can we still suck you dry like mosquitoes? 10 million fallen angels are asking about you. We've come to sift you like wheat. Jesus said to Peter, <laughs> this is wild stuff. He said, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat, Peter. Like, oh, what kind of good master? Jesus doesn't love me. He's letting Satan sift me like wheat. Have you ever read Hebrews 13 that God disciplines those he loves? How do you think you get wine out of human blood? Through a sifting. Some of these jobs are so brutal that only devils can do them. <laughs> Part of God's process to produce wine is using the kingdom of hell upon you. Oh, that's so mean. God would never... Have you read Revelation? Satan will put some of you in prison for 10 days, endure to the end, and I will give you the crown of thorns. Oh, thanks a lot. Who wants to be a Christian now? Once you understand winemaking, all this stuff starts to make you drool. Infants in Christ come around and they just stumble over all the mature things of winemaking because it costs you your blood and it sounds like it's killing me. It's a, it's a death instrument. God doesn't love me. Orphan spirit galore. Hiding our wounds behind theology and not going deeper in the soil of the ox that threshes. I mean, using the ox to thresh hearts. You understand that when you turn your swords into pruning hooks and plowshares, as it is prophesied, it means that you're no longer fighting externally like 
carnal apes, planet of the apes. You're actually fighting now internally with the garden works of your own heart and blood, and you're learning now how to make wine out of human blood. That's how swords are beaten into plowshares and pruning hooks. Now let's just go into the pruning hook. If you understand your heart is the place of the soil where a sower sows seed, and it's all about your blood producing the intoxicating glory for God the Father to drink, what is a pruning hook gonna do to the areas of your heart where Satan still hides? How do you know Satan's hiding? Because when Satan comes, he tests your heart. He tests your mind, he tests your blood, and most people go away sad, frustrated, frothing at the mouth. We deal with it every single day for 15 years of ministry. The issue is, can Satan still come to the point where he has nothing in me, there's no wounds, there's no weakness. Do you understand that Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, went around doing good and healing everyone from weakness, Acts says, Acts 10.13. Weakness. Infirmity means weak. <laughs> so the anointing is strong, but when I am weak, he is strong. Why? Because he's healing you from weakness and the oil of gladness, the oil of the tree of life, just like with frankincense, you practically have to stab the tree to get the precious resin off of it. You know how they make all the resins, frankincense and myrrh? Death trees. They take a sharp, scrapey, horrible instrument and start stabbing this tree to get big chunks of resin on that you all wear frankincense and myrrh, snorting frankincense. A tree died for your fragrance right now. And that tree represents Christ. Look it up on YouTube. It'll blow your mind how they get resins. They take these sharp, nasty... It's the pruning hook, people. He's taking the pruning hook. He's gonna scrape the resin out of you. You know, like a sheep to its shearers. I mean, are we real Christians or fake, phony frauds? All these things were applied to Jesus. Therefore, they must be applied to us. He has given each one of us the ability to produce fruit and fruit that lasts. What's lasting fruit? Intoxicating hearts. The Father can keep drinking out of you for year after year after year, month after month after month, and you're not some flake that burns out after a year because the pressure of the Garden of Gethsemane is too much. I can't minister anymore. I'm too screwed up. When you are weak, he is strong. The, the revelation of the hour is, yes, you are so screwed up, but the Bible says whoever is the most screwed up loves the most. Luke 7.47. I was reading in Luke earlier today about the realm of seven demons, same seven demons of the seven-headed beasts of the horror of Babylon in Revelation, that were cast out of Mary the Magdalene, and Magdalene means watchtower, so she was the high priestess of the witchcraft of Satan. You understand, not very many women had that level of demonic activity. That is freaking crazy and rare in that day. Very rare. The most, the craziest demoniacs would come to Jesus and it was like one spirit only. Remember that? That's what the Bible says. One spirit. And it just cast it out of them and they're just revival breaking out. Canaanite woman. 
Yet one demon throwing her daughter into the fire. But even dogs eat the scraps off your table, Lord. Okay. Bing! There it goes. Woohoo! Not Mary. It was bing, 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 bing. Seven demons. She lived in the fullness of the Watchtower. You know they're called the Watchtower Society? The Luciferian Death Cult? It's one of their names. <laughs> so that name Watchtower was the Watchtower or the High Place of Satan. Remember the Whore of Babylon and Mary Magdalene was a former prostitute, a whore of Satan. The Whore of Babylon's riding a seven-headed beast. This is Morton stuff because you're all coming out of it. And the blood press is dealing with this and all seven mountains of the seven-headed beast of the Whore of Babylon. This is the fullness of the fall of the angels in your blood and mine. And God can take swine's blood, called human blood, the blood coming out of the mouth of the red dragon, and through Jesus, that's why he died on the cross, turn it into the vineyards of the Garden of Eden for the Father to just enjoy and laugh uncontrollably every single night? Come on. That's what God the Father's like. That's the purpose of the cross. That's the meaning of all these deeper things in the Gospels. The language of wisdom. There is a wisdom spoken amongst the church. What is wisdom? Mixed her wine. Living in the blood realms. Living in the gardener realms with pruning hooks and threshing sledges with teeth. And until you can pull your soul into these realms of revelation, promised land realms, the realms of glory of the cross and the stages of the cross, you will still be outside the promised land of the new covenant. We know we believe in the cross. There is a deeper revelation here, guys. I'm talking about producing winemakers, true harvesters. What is a harvest? You can't harvest someone with any other gospel than my gospel. <laughs> you can't. What are you going to harvest them into? The water? The fire? They're not even in water or fire. You can only harvest them into the house of wine, which is the house of the blood of the lamb. All lamb references refer to the cross in the entire Bible. Why? It's a reference to the promised land. Issue is religion, Jezebel, and her demons do not require you to sacrifice your blood. So all their lies are to keep you from producing sweet wine in your hearts. Something that does not intoxicate. Something that deceives. It's called religious witchcraft. And Eve is still listening to the serpent in the garden. How to produce swine's blood. It's called witchcraft. How to produce something dead that has the appearance of being alive. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil has no blood in it. Okay? Ultimate seventh level revelation. What is the tree of knowledge? It's the kingdom of the fallen angels. Fallen angels have no blood. So they're powerless under someone who knows how to make wine with their blood. Because you don't know how to make wine with your blood, you're still demonically influenced and wounded and can barely understand anything of the gospel. So we teach the truth to you, and it is raw because it's a pruning hook. Okay, these are gardener tools, and your heart, the flesh of your heart, and the blood of your veins and arteries 
is the garden for these tools. You could call them the crown of thorns, the nails, and the spear in your heart. That's your gardening tools. You're going to learn how to use the cross to make your blood the most intoxicating wine of all time. He saved the best wine for last. What does it mean? The most revelatory promised land Christians who inherit the promised land. And what's the sign of the promised land, Joshua and Caleb? Jurassic wine grapes. The promise of divine blood was the sign of the promised land. And they rejected it. Our blood's fine with all these snakes in the wilderness. We still have Egypt in our hearts. We'll just let the snakes kill us out here. And they did. And four million died in the wilderness. Do not be like those who hardened their what? Their blood and died in the wilderness. Their hearts. <laughs> they would not change their blood. They rejected the revelations of the blood realms. All your Christianity up until this point will be meaningless to you if you reject your promised land. You understand that? It doesn't matter your past experiences, moldy bread, maggot manna. Remember that? Oh, but this is a sign and wonder. We had signs and wonders, Lord Jesus. We drove out demons, Lord Jesus. He's like, and you know what he's doing. Let me have a sip of your blood and see what you got in reality. <laughs> what does the Bible say? I will spit you out of my mouth. Why? Because you didn't even use the gospel to produce a new bloodline of the divine race. You did some religious, phony, fake activity that had nothing to do with pleasing God the Father whatsoever. God forbid we waste our lives on something that's not producing wine. Amen. Hallelujah. Awfully silent in here. <laughs> and it's so fun to get into this stuff because we're serious. You go into Napa Valley with a torch, with a flamethrower, they will shoot you with the 30-odd six. On the spot, dead. Do you understand that? Especially if you mess with their marijuana fields in the Tri-Star County. They will, they will murder you and bury you under their marijuana as fertilizer. They'll do the same for your wine. This is serious business. It is. This is a billion dollar times ten trillion dollar industry if you want to put a, a number on it. And you need that because most of you still got idolatry in you. This is expensive wine. This is expensive business. This is the bloodlines of the nations. We can't put a dollar figure on it. Jesus did. He sat at the temple and watched how much they valued the actual living God that they so-called served. Most of them, total fakes. They didn't value Judaism at all. Didn't value the Old Covenant. <laughs> Hallelujah. New Covenant's even worse. Seven times worse. And I'm not here to beat you up. I'm here to convict you of sin, judgment, and righteousness. Because we need to change our hearts and get the big picture of what it's all about. <laughs> it's all about producing wine. It's all about being intoxicating to the Father. And so when all these animals come around you, will you guard the field? Will you guard your vineyards? I'm not going to be influenced with your hogwash religion. I'm not going to listen to these lying demons. I'm not going to listen to your PC, politically correct demons 
I'm not going to have your watered-down religion because it removes the intoxication that my father desires. I want to be something that's so spicy and so unique to the father that he desires me that he can't go one day without drinking my blood. You understand that? Wow. It's a blood covenant. And people say, oh, drinking blood, that's occult activity. The energy and the life that is in the blood. Okay? He's not coming down here with a drill, drilling a hole in your shoulder and sucking you with a straw. Hopefully we're all over that kind of carnal-minded foolishness and we have one drop of wisdom in our veins. This isn't to be interpreted naturally in the realm of the fallen angels. This is supernatural wisdom. Wisdom is blood. Wisdom mixes blood. Wisdom mixes wine. So it's the language of wisdom spoken amongst the mature. And after 2,000 years of Christianity, hopefully there's 50 mature people on planet Earth. You'd hope, right? They still get offended every day. <laughs> they still get pricked in their hearts. Why? Not enough revelation about what we're even here to do. When you get this kind of revelation, you can get more severe with the pruning hook than you ever did with the sword. You know, I don't really use my sword that much. I prune and I thresh my heart and others. If you want to be a real Christian and have fruit that lasts, we're going to have to extract all kinds of stuff out of your bloodlines, out of your hearts. We know how to do it because we've done it to ourselves first. But most people don't want to be real Christians. So humble yourselves and understand the process of becoming gardeners of bloodstreams, gardeners of wine. The Holy Spirit and the angels are here. They say, oh, for me, for me. No, they're not here for you. Out of these rocks, I could raise new sons and daughters. Oh, he doesn't love me. He loves you, but I'm telling you, it's about him and not about you. Can't be spoiled brats. <laughs> Remember the spoiled brat Israelites that say, this covenant is for me. I'm the son of Abraham. I'm the Christian. I'm the beloved. I'll raise the beloved out of my cat spider on this couch right now. You think you're safe and complacent satisfaction? You think you sealed your place? Keep producing spicy wine and something that likes to be drunk in the mouth of the Father. You, anyone that turns back is not worthy of me. Jesus Christ, red letters. Meaning at one point that your life produced good wine, and if it doesn't today, you're not getting into heaven. Turn back, not worthy of me. Oh, God is so selfish. No, God is God and you're not. It's the fallen angel pride in you that makes us stubborn and resistant to serving the Father. It all has to die. That's why you can only produce good wine as the cross of Calvary rises in your hearts. Not the morning star. Forget that. Forget that. The cross. <laughs> Maybe after 10 years of carrying your cross up Calvary, you'd have 1% understanding of the morning star. People want to go right into the morning star and be stars of the heavens forever. And they got like 1% of Calvary in their hearts. And that's true of most of us. And it's good to be accurate in that humility is strong drink. And it, it's strong drink 
to be accurate with where your actual sacrifice of your own blood in the intoxication of God the Father is at. We have to be real. And if we're not real, we're only ripping ourselves off. That's why I like it the more severe, the better, because I hate being deceived. I remember what it was like in Teen Challenge when I was born again in 1999. I was so angry that I was so deceived. And God knew that I'd do anything to not be deceived. I don't care how it looks in the natural. I don't care how misunderstood it is. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. I don't care if you think I'm a meanie. It doesn't matter to me. I will not be deceived and I will not tolerate deceived people around me ever because that's how Satan works. It's darkness. My conversion, I felt physical scales fall off my eyes. I was paralyzed for two hours, carried by four pastors, hand and foot, and they began driving demons out of me. When I opened my eyes, it was so bright, I'd never seen colors before. I said, what kind of world is this? What on earth is going on? Everything I'd ever believed was a lie about Jesus, about God, about the world. Everything they'd ever taught me in school was all lies. Darwinism, all lies. The Greek education system, all lies. External Christianity, all lies. The occult, power, everything is a lie. I said in my astonishment, all men are liars. All blood flows with lies. It's the bloody Nile. The Nile is the river of lies, people. Lies. You want to go into a Goshen, a fly and lie-free zone? Change your lie-filled blood. Your bloodlines were handed down to you with scrolls of lies beyond what you could fill this world with. You understand your blood's the carrier of the words of your ancestry. You have 6,000 years of lies handed to you at birth. That's why we got to be born again of the spirit and the water and the water keeps the lies out. So eventually if we keep in the water, the water will produce a harvest of the word in our hearts that will intoxicate our blood into the divine race of beings that created the heavens and the earth with a whisper. When the blood of Jesus, perfect and clear came to the surface in the Garden of Gethsemane and he simply spoke with the manifest blood from within him, all the Roman soldiers were slain in a 50-foot radius. Remember that? Are you Jesus of Nazareth? He had just been sweating blood. They came and arrested him in the Garden of Gethsemane. They came and arrested him in the Garden of Eden. And with the manifest blood that produces our Eden, he spoke through the blood that had come through his pores, through his touch gates from within. I am. That's the power of the blood. God wants to get that same power through you. It takes the same exact process in Jesus. Otherwise, we're not his brothers and sisters. People are so cheap in their self-sacrifice. They say, oh, it's all on Jesus. I can just drink, drink his blood, put all the load on Jesus. You're not his brother and sister. He first born amongst many from the realm of the dead. You cannot be my disciple unless you pick up your own cross and follow me. This ain't a one-man show. That's false Christianity. This is producing the family of the fallen sons of God 
real Christianity, firstborn from many, it is written, many crucified ones. And how many apostles? Like all of them. How many martyrs? Like millions of people that picked up their cross and many of you will die for the gospel. Why? Because the fallen angels do not want you changing the blood into the intoxicating sweet wine that the Father enjoys. He doesn't want you redeeming the human race. He wants you practicing fake, phony, dead tree of the knowledge of good and evil religion that gives your blood and your bloodlines to Satan and his angels. Hello! Hello! We gotta stop it. We gotta learn how to be gardeners, vintners, winemakers, vine dressers. What's the sword? It's not talking about trading in the sword of the spirit, goofball. It's talking about trading in your fighting against each other and cutting yourself within the hypocrisy of the religious fallen nature where your brain is analyzing, judging, criticizing others. Oh, I can see faults in Brandon. He's rash, he's mean, nasty, name-calling, spitting, chewing tobacco, smelling like dirt, <laughs> like dead old blood. <laughs> You know, but that's the nature of the father. He's real. He's a vine dresser. He's about changing blood. So he's right in there in the heart and the blood, getting out the animals. Get, catch me the little foxes in the vineyard. What's the vineyard? Your bloodlines, your bloodstream, your heart, your veins, your arteries. Catch me all that stuff that's sucking you dry. Do you even know how many fallen angels are sucking your blood right now? Probably not. But this message will reveal them. And it's not my fault when your demons manifest, people. Stop blaming someone else for your own sins swimming through your own bloodstream. It's total madness. Start looking within and gardening your own heart and then working with other who, others who help you carry your cross, which is transform your blood. Working in each other's hearts, our hearts knit together in love. What's the greatest example of love? Christ on the cross spilling his blood over a whole mountain everyone covered in the blood of the lamb well it's not very loving and everyone's got this opinion of God the Father that the cross is just being mean 99% of infants in Christ feel that way you test people and say what kind of father would give their child a torture device oh wow and that's how you see it when you're deceived when you're religious and prideful but when you go in you realize He's given you the ability to make wine. The cross is the pruning hook. The cross, the cross is the threshing sledge. The cross is the ability to transform the heart from Satan, red dragon pride into God the Father, heaven on earth, in the best wine for last, which is the marriage supper of the what? The cross, which is the lamb. Hallelujah. We've been thinking we're going into some kind of disco party. Man, we've been so deceived. <laughs> no, it's just season after season. Whatever the Father's saying, that's what we're saying. Amen. People can't say, well, I knew this before. You're a liar. You're full of fallen angel pride. These revelations have never been released in the history of the world. <laughs> I heard about this 10 years ago. No, you didn't. You're a liar. You're full of pride. <laughs> 
These things were hidden until now from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ to destroy your pride, which is the main enemy of producing wine. Our pride is still obnoxious on so many levels. I'm going to lump myself in with all the infants in Christ because that's the right thing to do. That's what anyone who has any maturity will throw himself into the wine press. I love, I'll get pressed with you guys all day, all night. I love making wine. That's my favorite thing in the world. It's all, I'm all about making wine inside my blood and your blood because zero hypocrisy. I've never applied one single thing to you in 15 years of preaching that I hadn't been practicing already for years because it's all about producing wine. It's all about producing the glory of God through the human heart. And if you could understand that, what it takes, you might become good, tough farmers and stop hiding behind foxes, the lion's den and the leopard's lair. Oh, don't be mean to my lion. Don't be mean to my leopard. Such a mean dad comes in there. Probably with some kind of nasty elephant gun just to show off. And just splatters the thing. Poof. Vaporized. And you can just see the little kids there. <laughs> Daddy killed my leopard. Daddy killed my foxes in my vineyard. You know, and then they run away from home and get into drugs and adultery. Because God's a bad God. And we misunderstood everything God ever was. That's called being a friend with the Father. Comes with the territory, people. Why do you think he had two prodigals? Because every immature one goes through a prodigal story. Most of you are still there. <laughs> a prodigal is one that doesn't understand the Father's ways that seem harsh, severe, and mean. And it's the truth, and yeah. I love it. I love the Father's ways, don't you? But he's not name-calling. Can you imagine Proverbs, if wisdom's in the high place, and she says, Oh, you gentle, just barely lost people down below, please come into my warm, fluffy bed of angel feathers. And they're just like, Oh, yeah, I don't even need to repent. I don't need to change. Wisdom cries from the high place, you fools! It is written. What the heck? Galatians 3.1, Paul says, You stupid idiots! Who has bewitched you, having begun in the spirit, finishing in the flesh? So we got this people-pleasing, niceness, carnal, fleshly Christianity that doesn't have any pruning hooks. You're not even interested in making intoxicating wine. Fallen angels are sucking you dry and you wonder why the demonic influence in your life is still so severe. Because you're not even practicing Christianity yet. And what do we say? Barely even saved. Why? Because we barely have any wine. Hardly enough to even keep ourselves drunk, if we're even drunk at all, because there's so little discipleship of the cross in our own hypocritical hearts. Ouch. I love it. It's a pruning hook. Uh, see, I was talking to myself there, but I know you felt it. <laughs> it's good. See, when we get into the blood realms, we get into the promised land, and we see... Right now, who wants to die in the wilderness with the serpents? 
will keep you nice and fake and phony and external religious. They'll be like, give me some external nice unity. Don't ever try to change my heart because I'm good in my own eyes. Don't make wine out of my heart. They'll run from you so fast, they will stab you in the back. These betrayers are everywhere. Why? The Judas Iscariot nature only wants it externally. They take and they never give. They say, give me your money, Jesus. Give me your wine. Give me your blood. Give me your water. And then you don't bring anything to Jesus. Anybody still a Judas Iscariot out there? Half of you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> only one out of 12. Oh, yeah. It's getting real. We take... Brandon, give me counseling. Brandon, give me ministry. Minister every day for five years. Give me water. Give me fire. Give me wine. I need to eat. I need to feast. And then there comes a point where my angels come to collect from you. And you say, no, you get offended. And he's an idolater. He's into money. <laughs> and you never give anything back? You guys realize that's about 90% of my viewers in 15 years? Nine out of ten, never came back. Only one leper came back and gave thanks. And he got the double portion. Truth, anyhow, and I'm not angry about it. That's just the animal nature is entirely selfish. Never cares about the master. Never cares about the apostle. Let Barnabas and Paul be stoned to death outside the city. We're up at our apartment having a Bible study. Those apostles are too radical anyway. We're up in our our Bible study in our apartments inside the city where the apostles just entered reading our Bibles and praying oh I was praying for you you cowards should have been down there getting stoned with them that's how fake you are that's how fake American Christians are an opinion about everything but was never in the heat of the action that's why you have no intoxicating wine these glory realms of the cross are the most expensive realms. That's why so few bear their fruit. Mary, part of the bridal company of the cross, the throne room company of Calvary, she said in the Odes of Solomon, Blessed are the ministers of that drink. What drink? The sacrificial life. The bloodletting. Ones who let others drink their blood as sweet wine, never getting bitter, 9 out of 10 will just take advantage of you if you're in ministry. You're never going to change that. You'll always have takers. Very few are givers. That's the human nature. They say it's the nature of the beast. It's the beast nature. People come from all over the world and just come and take, 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 take. Never give anything. <laughs> Why? Because they don't have any wine in their own hearts. Their hearts are still full of the beast. Because the beast can't give to God, can it? The beast has to be killed by God. And so now this season, if you've been transformed, your job is to transform and kill the beast with the cross, the garden tools. This is the season of the wine press of the wrath of the Almighty. Or you could say passion of the Almighty, if you want to water it down a little bit. What it really does is kills Satan in your blood. It kills that selfish, satanic nature that just takes and doesn't give. It says, you sacrifice for me. That's your job. 
but never does it themselves. And then when they, the pressure comes upon them, they blame the scapegoat of the man they've been stealing from the whole time. That's what Judas did. Judas was right in his own eyes, Jesus Christ's entire ministry. You understand it? The Lord Jesus let him grow in the fallen angel's pride in his heart, in his blood, until it produced its fruit, which is death. You come around here and you don't sacrifice your heart. You come into RLM community and you don't sacrifice your heart. Very high chance you will end up on a noose. Why? Because you're growing in the fallen angel's nature and it always ends in death. A couple times I've had to cut people down in the crack house over the years. Oh yeah, it's real. They come at me, they're angry at me, they're bitter at me. You want to know how real it is on the front lines, guys? Do you want to get real tonight? How much I've dealt with suicide of Judas Iscariot in Red Letter Ministries? Two different times I had to cut people down inside this house. I've been attacked with knives over 20 times inside the crack house by demoniacs. The majority of the people that have come through this house in the last 12 years since we got it have murdered me and never came here to please the Father, never came here to bear fruit, to make wine. They just came to kill, steal, and destroy because that's the religious nature of the beast. The rarest thing I've ever experienced is people coming to me to please my Father. Hallelujah. To make good wine. So that's why the focus of my ministry has turned into these realms of severity. I've already been doing this for 12 years. I've learned from my mistakes. <laughs> I kept growing. I kept going. Calvary, Gethsemane, and the cross have become my promised land. And he has trained me how to make wine with human blood. I will not waste one day with a person that won't bear fruit and fruit that lasts. Because the Father doesn't either. Oh, he doesn't love me. He loves you so much that you have to change your fallen angel nature. If you're not willing to change your fallen angel nature, Jesus didn't pursue a single one who turned away sad. It's true. Oh, and the young, rich young ruler went away sad because he had so much wealth. He wasn't willing to sacrifice anything. He loved doing the external religion. He looked great in front of others. He never missed a church service in his life had the whole Torah memorized. He even loved his neighbor. Whoa. He even loved his neighbor. He was kind and gentle to others. But when Jesus required his bloodline to change, he went away sad. And when Jesus spoke about the blood realm and the drinking of his blood, the changing of the bloodline in John chapter 6, verse 66, 666, Many, everyone, almost everyone there turned away and stopped following him. These are the costly realms of the cross. These are the realms of the cross that few Christians, as much as we love the cross, have ever entered. You can't be a Trump anymore. You can't be a Barthrop anymore. You can't have your last name anymore. You can't have a human identity. You become divine through gardening which costs you continuous misunderstanding from all the animals around you that haven't sacrificed their blood. So when it says, catch me the little foxes, the foxes in the vineyard, it's talking about your familiar spirits, the stuff 
that you can't see, but a greater vine dresser than you is here, who can see them, the Lord Jesus Christ formed in us. And if you allow him to work in you, we can catch them together, it is written. <laughs> when you're catching your foxes, listen, foxes dig holes in your heart. It's the wounded places in your heart where you hide from the cross that you're ashamed of. It's places of rape, places of molestation, places of sexual morality, being a slut in college, being an alcoholic and all the things you did in darkness that you buried under religion, why the well can't spring up in your heart. And Jesus comes around and it's like, we'll catch those little foxes. We can get real if you're willing to kill them with me. Remember, catching foxes means something dies. In order for something to live in you, something has to die in you. And the reason why you're not in the full brightness of the Shekinah glory is because there's things in our hearts, holes with foxes, which are demons, that have yet to be killed in your hearts. I can't remember doing anything wrong. Don't matter. Don't matter. Let the blood deal with you. Let the blood burn them to the surface. And there are priests here that work in the blood that won't be offended by your constant attacks as you manifest your demons at us every day. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we are proficient in the animal sacrifice. What's the animal? The fox, the leopard, and the lion of Song of Solomon. The things that pretend to be loving in your heart. The things you cuddle up. The place of complacency. The places where you're sleeping. <laughs> the places where you're wounded. The places of your demons. All of them are exposed in the blood glory. And so people say, well, the blood glory is just making me look bad. And remember, Jesus opened up the blood realm by being naked on the cross. That was the fulfillment of David saying, I will become more undignified than this when he's dancing through the streets of Jerusalem in a loincloth. And Michal, his wife, the daughter of Saul, mocked him and was barren all the days of her life. It, and when Jesus went to the cross, got more undignified, the loincloth came on and was crucified naked with his bloody penis hanging out before his girlfriends just six feet in front of him. Oh yeah, friends that were girls. Mary Magdalene, Mary of Bethany, and his mom, his mom Mary, the three Marys, and John, his boyfriend. Amen. Right there, just the bride of Christ right there, naked, more undignified than this. This is what it takes to go beyond the Davidic anointing of the Old Testament. Here it is, guys. Jesus on the cross, dying naked, covered in blood, skin ripped off, filleted, just looking like, you know, a bloody steak for a dog on a cross. Hey, this is what more undignified than this looks like. But the Father had your heart and your blood in mind that through that sacrifice of that blood-tested spotless lamb, the Holy Spirit would have access into your blood for the courts of the heavens had ruled in your favor. Daniel chapter 7, ruling in the favor of the saints. And then the gavel is slammed, the judge was seated, the books were opened, and what, what does it mean? It's about the finality of the cross. Satan defeated at the cross that now the fallen angels will not stop God the Father from entering back into humanity's bloodstream. God left the bloodstream in the fall through the cross. The Father in his light and his glory and his wine-making ability 
entered our bloodstream. Now, to be a Christian and to be a Christian minister is to be a winemaker, learning how to transform people's blood, working with the Holy Spirit and the angels, ministering in spirits sent to help you make wine. Good wine, the best wine, spicy wine, intoxicating wine, not like the watered-down wine of the pagans. Wine that gets you high in the glory. Wine that lifts you up above the realm of the dead. Remember, Satan's defeated at the cross, wasn't he? Wine defeats Satan. Wine making defeats every demon. There isn't a fox in any hole in any heart that can stay alive if you become a good winemaker. Your ministry be the most persecuted ministry in the world for a time until people realize, oh my God, they're actually just normal Christians. They're just teaching us the ways of heaven, the ways of God the Father, why the Father sent his son to the cross all the perfect definitions of everything that's happened on this planet so all misunderstanding of god the father is removed from humanity by the spirit of elijah that restores the children the nations you and me to god the father all through winemaking all through the blood of his cross all through gethsemane and the sweat learning how to speak under that pressure Instead of being offended by everything when Gethsemane comes upon you, that's the Garden of Eden coming upon you. We say, oh, he took me up into paradise, happy clappy. Your technon experiences are valid, but there are deeper levels of sacrifice you know nothing about. You want Eden on earth and not have to be raptured up like a super prophet? 99% of the Christians on this planet aren't going to be able to have those high-level prophetic experiences because they're not given that gift. And so these super prophets come around and expect you to rapture, expect you to pop out of your body, expect you to go into heaven. They teach you how to, you can't do it and they get frustrated, beat up. God hasn't given that ability to everyone. That is usually just for prophets. And so the prophets have run the church and it's like, man, I'd never have those kind of gifts. And we're all just a little runts, Nicolaitan curse sitting on the pews. Maybe they'll let me pray for someone and take up an offering like an usher or something, but I can't fly into heaven like Bobby Connor or Ian Clayton. Just stuck here just watching them every church service, giving them all my money. Holy Ghost. You know why? Because something greater then the prophets is here. The vine dressing of the Father teaching the nations how to make wine in their blood so that the super prophets cannot exploit the infants in Christ anymore. Amen. That ability is given to everyone. That's what makes you a royal priesthood in a holy nation. That's when you beat your swords into pruning hooks and plowshares. When you learn how to make wine. Not about going up into heaven. It's about bringing heaven to earth. Jesus didn't say go up into heaven. He said on earth as it is in heaven. He says learn how to make wine on earth. You're not going to make wine up in the stars. Make wine on earth. Pay your price in blood or your prophetic gift will send you to hell for exploiting the bride and abusing and molesting the Shulamite. Oh yeah. I'm like a drunken man because of the Lord. Like one overcome by wine because of these abusive prophets saith God. Amen. Jeremiah 23, 9. <laughs> they were just exploiting all the gifts, putting everyone in the pews, buy all my books. We'll make you better bench warmers. I tell you what, 
we're gonna get into winemaking every single one of you man woman and child can understand the simplicity of John 14 through 16 vine dressing winemaking working in the blood every single one of you can allow his words to be written on your heart <laughs> doesn't take any gifting whatsoever in fact the father loves it when you begin to produce intoxicating sweet wine apart from all the gifts it brings him the most glory because the gifts of God are irrevocable doesn't bring him any glory at all there's no glory in the gifts none zero Jesus said depart from me you worker of iniquity I didn't know you but Lord we did all the gifts that doesn't bring me any glory the only thing that brings God glory is making wine out of your blood <laughs> that's what it means to to know him that's what it means to know him to know him it's to pay the price in blood to carry your cross and to go into your own heart and let the soil change let it be intoxicated and rich the, the nine sacred spices of the anointing getting richer spicier drunker every day by carrying your cross letting the external pressure come upon your heart and instead of it oh here we go spiritual warfare being like yes my wine is gonna get spicier because you know him on the inside every Christian can know God Matthew chapter 5 the pure in heart see God what does a pure heart mean a heart that's making wine it's true you'll never experience the drunken glory from the inside out unless you have a pure heart these are promised land only experiences if you still have snakes in your heart, if the intentions of your heart and ministry are to build a ministry, make money, be famous, take the stage, all this stuff that eventually gets added unto you, but those gifts don't mean garbage to you as it's added unto you, if your heart stays pure. The blessings are repulsive to you, and they need to stay repulsive. If you're still seeking the blessings and the things to be added unto you, you're in, the intentions of your heart are putrid and poisonous and the serpent still works in your bloodlines. The intentions of your heart must be to make wine that pleases the Father. Any other intention in your heart is condemned by the laws of liberty in Christ Jesus because it's condemnation. That's the spirit of condemnation, a spirit of Satan sent to de destroy your vineyards. So that demon spirit in your heart is condemned and is ruining the quality of your blood whore of Babylon which is what Jezebel Satan's wife Magdalene watchtower the seven demons of Magdalene oh my gosh what kind of woman is that the woman that's not married to the cross oh here we go any woman you read about her in Revelation oh what about men too doesn't say men in Revelation because woman means flesh all men are born of flesh understand wisdom and Eve we're dealing with the evil of Eve what is Eve talking to Satan she came into covenant with the devil in the realm of the flesh we are dealing with the curse of the fall at the highest level and you need to understand that this is the woman that listens to the serpent who practices external Christianity and doesn't know how to make wine by the sacrifice of her, her own heart. That is all the workings of Jezebel and all the witchcraft in the world is because of that type of Christianity that most of you are still practicing in part. That's why you don't, don't have consistency. 
That's why you have good days, bad days. How you doing today? Oh, not so good today. Bad. Clearly, your heart is not the Garden of Gethsemane yet. You can't have a bad day. Nothing in the external realm can destroy the vineyards of Gethsemane once you learn to treasure the pressure that produces wine in the intoxication of your heart. It's called love. What I'm talking to you today about is all the realms of agape love. These are all the promised land realms of love. It's in the blood and it's all wisdom. And this is the language you need imparted into your hearts, into your bloodstream, to live in the promised land of divine love, agape, which is the demonstration of Christ crucified on the cross, naked for you. That nakedness is so good. You know, you got the guy and girl just staring at God's penis on the cross. Oh, yeah, you couldn't lust, could you? This is just blood dripping down his naked penis right in front of you. Looking at Jesus of Nazareth's penis. Oh, that'll get the lust out of you. It'll make you real. It'll be so good to get all the foolishness burnt out of you. You can't lust after the crucified Lord. There wasn't a person on the planet that could lust at them at that point. Hallelujah. But you know what? It'll take the lust out of you because you're going up there with him. Amen. <laughs> That's what it means to pick up your cross and follow him. Is the trail of wine by drinking gives you all the same spiritual experiences. Sometimes, maybe physical pain too. It happens from time to time. I felt spears go in my side several times. Physically. It's uncomfortable. It lifts right away. Words of knowledge that we've operated in many times are often you'll feel the physical ailment of the person that needs healing. Oh, all of a sudden my neck hurts. Oh, you have a neck problem? Yeah, I have a neck problem. Oh, be healed. Bam, healed. Guy 12 years ago said, I, I have back problems. I said, oh, my back hurts right now. Maybe God's going to heal you. I said, be healed in your back. Touched his back. He was missing a vertebrae. Went got an x-ray. Brand new spinal cord. Just created in there by the word of knowledge. The angel was there. All I did was experience it and step out in faith. And that gave the angel the permission to work physically in his body. Created a new spinal cord with the x-ray proof. Awesome. So when you begin to physically feel stuff, it's often representing others. Because nothing's about you anymore. That's the whole point of the cross. There's no more self. There's no beginning or end to you because you're in the blood, which is the river of life. I'm not in my own little garden of suffering. I'm in the garden of Gethsemane because we're not suffering for self like foolish virgins here. <laughs> we're suffering for Christ's sake. Then we suffer for the glory of the Father. I'm not suffering for some kind of fake religion in, in America here. I'm suffering for Calvary. I'm climbing Calvary, climbing Zion, going from glory to glory, carrying my cross up Calvary in the same ways of the Lord for his blood, by drinking his blood, being led by the spirit of truth into more truth that's in the blood. And the Holy Spirit animates the spiritual life of those realities that took place in the earth realm, that it's the same then as it is today. Because his blood is eternal life. So when you begin to drink his blood, you're coming out of time, coming out of prisons, coming out of the foxes and the foxholes are what keep your mind pegged in demonic timelines. So that the familiar spirit, well, we've been sucking your bloodlines dry for 400 years. What's so special about you? You think you can overcome that demon spirit? 
Your great-great-grandpa was prideful just like you as a self-righteous Pharisee. You have no chance of overcoming me, and you're like, Aha, I do now that I got the knowledge of the blood realm. I'm going to take the cross, the pruning hook, pull that fox right out of my heart, and it will hurt. The longer it's been in your bloodlines, the more it hurts. That's why we need the pressure of Gethsemane. Because you can't go that deep inside yourself. You need help from your older brothers and sisters who've gone before you. So your older brothers and sisters, you could say, are the ones with the cat of nine tails pulling the poison out of your back with shards of glass. What appears to be abusive is actually just pulling the poison of the serpents out of you. Hallelujah. Truth anyhow. And so the cup of the new covenant is the cup of his blood. <laughs> and how do you get blood? Gethsemane, Calvary, and the cross. And even though in the natural realm it looks like murder, abuse, horrors, nightmares, who can talk about these things? That is to guard the most precious promised land realm. It guards the promised land from the fake phony hypocrites. So that no one comes into these promised land realms unless they pay the price with their own cross and their own blood. So no one has ever entered the bridegroom's chambers, the house of wine, except through their own personal cross that was given to them by God the Father. See, people don't know they have a cross, and they'll practice external religion and avoid their own death. <laughs> we want the cross to rise in our hearts, which is climbing Mount Zion. Let the death tool of God, the pruning hook, the plowshare, <laughs> the vine-making, vine-dressing, vintner, wine-maker of God the Father, plow our hearts in blood with Calvary and Gethsemane and the cross and take and extract every lion, leopard, and fox from our blood so that we can climb the spice mountains of the Garden of Gethsemane and have the best wine of love. A bride of Christ that's equally yoked in the blood of the Lamb. My sister, my bride, meaning same blood. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to wake up tonight. <laughs> it's not harsh. It's just pruning. You cut stuff off. It looks harsh. No, that I just removed a demon. The more severe the word, that's what we're talking about with our intern yesterday at our banqueting table. She was confessing that the more severe that you taught me, Brandon, the more you loved me and saved my life. That's what she said, her own confession. The more severe you And so that encourages me when people start saying that, when I start saving them from death and destruction and drugs and horrible demon lies and deception and religion and all the fake phony stuff that's in the world when they start telling me their testimonies of how it was the severity that prepared them to prosper and to overcome their own demons and the demons of others otherwise they'd still be totally oppressed that encourages me and emboldens me to be severe with you because it's the only thing that can save you if i am nice to your leopards lions and foxes i would be a murderer like you that is not love. Love is crucifying his children on a cross. Love is giving each child when they're born again their own cross. Now make wine for God the Father and never hold back that sacrifice in the blood. And if you do, 
You'd be as fake in Christianity as Satan himself in Jesus' mighty name. So, Father, get us real and get us winemaking. Get us without the swords attacking others like total hypocrites and get us vine dressing and pruning our own hearts to produce a vintage that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Bless you guys. So into your bloodletting. So into your death. So into your future vineyards and winemaking. So generously, your life depends on it. The life is in the blood. So into the wine that is your blood. Overcome whatever demons holding you back from generous giving tonight. Redlettermen.com. Amen.